millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had some great guests for you today. Yeah. Kevin Beresford uh, told us all about his uh, new calendar. Very unusual. Jack Grealish's calves. Yes. Yep, that's right. Um, we spoke to the Buxton chairman. Uh, you're going to hear his game against Morecambe on TalkSport 2 tomorrow. Um, uh, just what it means to lowly Buxton, seventh tier of football. Amazing. To be in the second club, round of the cup. And Leslie Lloyd joined us, the former Southampton women's captain from the first ever uh, women's FA Cup uh, final. The final's being played this weekend. It was very different back in 1971. We had a bit of a chat about stuff. Here Martin it all is. Kellner. Martin Kellner, of course. Here it is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Yeah, it's good afternoon, Paul. And uh, that was a little bit better from Tottenham last night, wasn't it? Yeah. I thought, especially the second goal, I thought they had was a classic Conte wing-back counter-attacking goal. Really nice. Yes, it was an interesting night. We, I mean, it was it was perfect, really, for Tottenham because we caught um, Brentford on a bad night. They weren't really at it, which helped Tottenham. A lot of that was to do with the way that Tottenham played. Uh, and it was a lot more intensity, a much quicker start, uh, which was very noticeable. With that, though, came quite... I mean, quite a lot of second touches were tackles. Uh, and we saw the other night in the Everton Liverpool game. It only take and, and in the Chelsea United game. It only takes a bad touch from a player against a good team, against quick quality players, and you're in trouble. And they got away with it a couple of times against Brentford, who, as I said, every time I've seen them play, have looked good. They weren't really at it last night, and I think that that helped. And I'm sure Conte would be making that point today. The other thing is Tottenham uh, corners, really, from the days of Vinnie Samways in the nineties. Basic and through Christian Eriksen, a lot of very good players, and Sonny to an extent, basically involves uh, hitting a lame ball to the first man, the opposition defender. You're not the only team that do this. But (laughs) they've clearly been working on set pieces, and Mm. uh, they've got a little system. I'm sure I'm not giving anything away. I won't be cracking the code, but it seems to be two bounces if it's a short corner, or one bounce. Oh, okay. You know, it was pretty clear. (laughs) Sonny was doing stuff. Yeah, of course they will. There was quite a lot of short (laughs) corners. They were clearly mixing it up. And obviously one of them led to a goal, which made a difference. I'll tell you the big, biggest difference I thought watching it was at least at 1-0 you were going for a second goal. It yeah. wasn't like the last two managers where you would have sat back and shut up, tried to shut up shop. No. And so, I yeah, think that, I, that's, I that's think more encouraging. I think his project this time 
I think by the time he leaves Tottenham, I'm sticking my neck out here, but I think by the time he leaves uh, Tottenham, I think Skip could be a, 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 an England player, definitely. He's he's really coming on leaps and bounds. He and was he, Glenn's man of the match. He was great last night, and he's he's getting more progressive. Uh, he's looking more comfortable on the ball. He's given him a lot of confidence, I think. So, uh, Hoybier looks knackered. His passing was all over the shop last players, night. Though. Struggling to find a white shot. I mean, mentally knackered. He just yeah, looked yeah. to me like a guy who's mentally running on fumes, if, if not physically. I think it's in a lot of teams, a lot of clubs have got injuries. And yeah. I did say at the start of the season, I felt that with the top three, they're so close that what will decide it is injuries. Yeah, and good point. It is interesting that Liverpool this year have less injuries and City have got a lot of players out. Chelsea, I mean, yeah. honestly, I said yesterday on the show, didn't I? I mean, if it's so honest, Andy, it's going to be injuries and the cup and because yeah. you know how often do players come and back the, from the Cup of Nations <laughs> FIFA World Club Cup yeah, yeah. doesn't help either so that quite a lot of things will feed into it mm, but yeah. you know you look at very interesting you look at the goal difference really beyond mm. the top three um, certainly the top and it doesn't make for great reading I mean you know the goal difference generally outside of the top three mm. is is pretty ropey no there's a difference there's a difference I th- yeah. it was interesting uh, last night's game as well and if actually watching football on Amazon one thing I do like is the overlapping kickoff times because it means you can avoid half time at the everywhere oh, right. <laughs> just yeah. keep watching football continuously which is good and then you watch the end of the game I, but, uh, uh, I, I, I had to make do with um, highlights of the Manchester United Arsenal game mm. which uh, well we were keeping in touch with it while we were there but it, it it looked very exciting. What was your feeling in the moment, Andy, when, well, the, when that feeling happened, was, that, the big De Gea moment? There's so often a goal scored when a player goes down injured. Mm. So I don't know what it is, but especially when it happens to the keeper, it's inevitable. Yeah. I thought Martin Atkinson was a bit unlucky. He was about to blow. You could see he had the... And he, uh, Smith Rowe beat him to it. So once he hadn't blown and the ball was in the yeah. net, what could he do? Nothing. I mean, had he been carried off... Um, De Gea, oh, and yeah. it was a bad, it was a broken ankle. He shouldn't have stayed. I think like then that, you would have seen, you would have seen um, Arteta Ridiculous. say, "Let him go up the other end and score." But if you get mm. up and go steaming after the referee, you haven't got a leg to stand <clears> on. Although clearly you have two. I must say, I had to, uh, as I was doing Arsenal and uh, losing, have a look at Matt Scott's Twitter. And, yep. uh, but he made a good point last night. This is that social media giving out scores before people streaming. And so people are getting sort of like Stuart Pierce like goal alerts. You know, yeah. They know it's coming. Well, of course, so many people are, are linked up to their, their club alerts or other clubs' mm. alerts on their phone. So they're saying, yeah. if it's telling you there's a goal coming up, you're right because it's a streaming service. Put your phone away. That is the answer, of course. Now, but you're not going to do that. I was going to call this planning news, but. <clears throat> oh no, hang on, I've got a special jingle for it. Oh, have you really? Here it is. Portuguese planning news. Yeah, Portuguese planning <laughs> news. You. It is. Well done, Andy. I knew you'd find this. This is Cristiano Ronaldo, and it's actually fed into something we're going to get you involved with. He's demolished, uh, inverted commas, uh, illegal extensions at one of his homes in Portugal and donated the rubble as building material to hard up locals. Manchester United Ace. Uh, 36 was forced so generously have some of my yeah. rubble yeah <laughs> Barney have some of my rubble exactly. was um, forced into building a, uh, was forced into building a tennis court um, two at or bulldozing not building who forces you at gunpoint to building a tennis court uh, was uh, sorry to bulldoze a tennis court bad lighting in this studio um, two annexes and a house should we go off for a couple of hours what a film that was a tennis better. court remember Richard Curtis the one who a tennis court two annexes and a, and a housekeeper's cottage um, they've Great been constructed uh, outside an agreed area who cares planning news yeah um, yeah apparently they're very pleased with him the local mayor's very pleased and it's uh, 
it was a voluntary decision should serve as an example to other property owners in the region. But wouldn't it be great to have some of... Uh, you'd say, look at my... I've got, I built a York Stone bar in the corner. I built a lovely bar in the corner. Of the, my extension, all that rubble. Guess whose rubble it is? People say, I don't know. It's, uh, it's, I don't know. Renato Sanchez. No. Bruno Fernandes. No. 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 Uh, not... Yes. That's Cristiano Ronaldo's rubble. I prefer so, Lionel Messi's rubble myself. Have you got uh, the cast-offs of the stars, whatever it is? I mean, maybe you were walking past Pele's house and he had a skip outside. Yeah. And you thought, oh, well, I'll have a look through that. Yeah, yeah. And if, or Messi had a skip. Do yeah. you think they have skips, Messi and Pele? Well, what about skip? Has he got a skip? Well, Oliver skip, yeah. <laughs> Oliver skips. If it doesn't work out with Conte, and I'm completely wrong about him playing for England, <laughs> he could. that would be perfect, wouldn't it? Turning up at half past five in the morning, Oliver skip. I'll be there at eight, all your neighbours, only a clattering. Sounds like a brass band at half past five. So, um... Cast-offs of the stars, whatever it was, if you can claim to have an item that, that is a direct... Something that was thrown away or cast off from the stars in any shape or form, um, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. There we are, a byproduct of today's Portuguese planning news. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now, uh, the calendar market, obviously huge at this time of year. Oh, yeah. Not that big in June. Let's be honest, this is, really, this is really time to get into the calendar business. And uh, a man who's got a bit of uh, experience in this area and has done rather well, the self-proclaimed uh, UK's dullest man, but I think he does himself down when he comes up with <coughs> ideas like this. He already gave us uh, Peter Crouch with his head cropped out. Um, and now the Villa fan, Kevin Beresford, um, has given us the calves 
of Jack Grealish, which does sound like, in, in isolation, a Booker Prize winner, doesn't it? Yeah. I went with the calves of Jack Grealish <laughs> because, to me, it was the subtext. Um, that's basically what it is. 12 pictures of Jack Grealish's calves. Good afternoon, Kevin. Hi, guys. So, um, I mean, how many, what was, how many did you have to start with? How many pictures of Jack Grealish's calves did you have to hone down the, the final 12 from? Well, it, it was pretty difficult, but I got down to 12. But at the moment, I'm so busy, I'm up to my neck in Jack Grealish's calves. They're <laughs> everywhere. I'm so sure you are. Really. So, um... Sounds like a farming issue as well. It, it does, yeah. But that's right. It sounds like something from Springwatch. And later on, we'll be, we'll be finding out Jack Grealish's calves are getting on. So, um... It's the socks, though, isn't it, Kevin? The fact that he wears the socks shows so a bit low. of calf. A lot of players don't... Yeah. recognisable, aren't, aren't they, with the roll-down socks? And he wears those little dinky uh, shimpers that he's had from boyhood days, yeah? yeah. So yeah. they're instantly recognisable. And they are uh, calves of a Greek god, are they not? Well, they are, they are very impressive well, cars. Are, I mean, yeah. most professional football... I mean, Dharma Traore's, uh, there was the, the son very kindly, off the back of your calendar, has given us a kind of quiz on, on other calves. And Dharma <laughs> Traore's look like... Slow oh, day. They look... <laughs> yeah, a bit of a slow day. It, <laughs> it looks like um, he's got a shin pad uh, down the back, doesn't he, of his calves? Yeah, it's really odd. It's oh. the, 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 the muscle definition. But... Um, uh, these all city or all villa uh, vintage yeah, there's, calves? There's, there's a, a, a mix of villa city and in England, yeah. I oh. mean, I once was a big admirer of Jack Grealish until he went over to the dark side. Oh, well, Andy's got yeah, a pretty much you about I that as a villa fan. I don't understand that. I don't understand why villa fans, not all of them, of course, some villa fans booed him the other night. He's a villa fan. He's given the club everything. He kept you in the league. He earned you 100 million quid, and he says he wants to come back and play for Villa when he's finished with City. So I don't understand why you'd boo him. You couldn't blame him. Oh, it's like your missus running out with a, a younger, fitter, more richer guy, in it? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you can't have expected him to, you know, he, sometimes you have a player. We had a, a Iron Robin, you know, and he was a brilliant player for us, but yeah. Real Madrid came corny, you think, you know can't blame him, can you? you don't, you're not happy about it, but, you know, City are... Has he been back since? No. no but, uh, but what about players who have come back? Did they get booed? They no. Love? no. Eden Hazard's not been back yet, has he? No, uh, Drogba was revered but, when he came yeah, back. Most yeah. of the fans sang Villa Till I Die as a, mm. uh, a response, if, if, if you like. And that was a more classier yeah. response, I think. Yeah, it sounded as if... Um, it sounded as if there was some booing, some not sure. It was a bit, you know, it was a bit mixed reception. Muted. It was really. Mm -hmm. it was mixed, yeah. So, uh, is, is, this, is this? I mean, is it more? Is it more city fans picking up this uh, calendar at the moment, Kevin? It, it's all over, but, but I've noticed his sister bought one. Uh, oh, really? It's <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> You should send one to Jack for nothing, really. You should get his, his calves, after all, really. Well, he'll be opening his presents Christmas morning and seeing his own calves, won't he? <laughs> Maybe his sister's bought it to give to him. Yeah, that'd be funny. That, that could be uh, very good. I mean, look, you know, you do... I know you've done your sort of mad roundabouts one and some mm. very, very silly calendars, but I think you've struck a bit of a chord with a lot of these. They're just a bit of fun, aren't they, really? I think so. Uh, at the moment, we've just launched John McGinn's bomb, would you believe? John McGinn's what? He's bomb, he's bottom. Oh, right, John, John McGinn's bottom. So, and uh, any Scottish supporter or Villa supporter knows instantly he, he uses it as part of his game, does he not? He to is. hold people off. It's a pity yeah, he doesn't play for football, Arsenal, really. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come on. He's here all... Well, he's not here all week. He's here three days a week, but it doesn't quite work, does it? So, and, and where else are you going? You got any other body parts? I'll tell you what, 
Let's get the listeners. Uh, That's to a, a good idea. We'll, we'll set the listeners to work, and we'll try and come up with some ideas this afternoon. So keep listening, Kevin. So you've done um, John McGinn's bum. We've got Jack Grealish's calves. I do Stephen Gerrard's forehead. He's got a very, very low forehead. That's quite a lovely. Would you want Stephen Gerrard's forehead as a calendar? <laughs> Not really. No. Really, <laughs> Stephen Gerrard's low. F- oh, I wonder what we've got for. Well, you have a little bit of snow on it in December. Yeah. Is, have you been at all seasonal with these? Have you kind of thought about? Have you chosen? in the calves is it have you got some sort well, of wintry ones no not really no no it could <laughs> be that difficult to find any in the first one so was john mcginn's bottom because most shots are from the front aren't they rather than well, from they the are. if you're in, if you're in a commercial business like sports photography it's not much point doing close-ups <laughs> of john mcginn's backside is there trying <laughs> really, to make much money as an agency <laughs> well um so is this a limited run how many are available and where can people get them from well, we, we're doing 100 a day because uh, it's digital press it's easy to do that you just order one hundred at a time at your local printer. Yeah. So yeah, lovely. Okay. And where can we where can we find it? It's getting a nice free plug for you. Where do we yeah. find them? Uh, Roundaboutsofbritain.com. Roundaboutsofbritain.com. And now, finally, how are you feeling about Stephen Gerrard? He's made a decent start, hasn't oh, he? Oh, de- definitely. Yeah, I, I like uh, Dean Smith. I did, but I think it was it's a results game, isn't it? At the end of the day, and. I, th- I think they get a lot of respect uh, when it comes to Gerard. I think from the players, you know, mm. instantly. But I, I'm, I'm optimistic for the future. I really am. Yeah, it was a good performance the other night, especially second half. They they pushed City, didn't they? Yeah, they did. Yeah, gave it a go. So toe to toe, they did. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kevin, all the best. Good to talk to you again. Thanks a lot. Cheers. There we are, Kevin Beresford. There, the man behind the, the Jack Grealish, <laughs> and indeed John McGinn's backside uh, calendars. Aren't the Canada people Danila, isn't it? Yeah, they're the yeah. big company that do all this big sports ones. Not you? the City player, obviously. Is it know. time to bring out my old, the time <laughs> I did the Chelsea calendar story? <laughs> Go on, then. Because, you know, it's it's a response. <laughs> I, they gave me, oh, they, yeah, just, they just flung the job at me and they said, here, get, all the, get the calendar together. Yeah. So I said, OK, fair enough. And I just thought, so, but you have to speak to the management team. And um, I said, OK, these are the pictures I got. And I, you know, I kind of sensed the way it would work. And I can't remember who the player was, but I said, we've got him in um, September once the new season has started. And the then assistant manager said to me, no, put him in February. <laughs> so you can learn a lot about who's staying and who's potentially going uh, when they put the calendar together. You know, you look at those players, and say, those players that probably won't be there late or could go, let's try and get them in certainly before May. It's <laughs> a so. good story. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sports. And amongst the many games of football, we're going to be bringing you uh, live on uh, Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2 this weekend is Buxton versus Morecambe, the FA Cup second round game uh, tomorrow. And joining us now to look ahead to that is the uh, chairman of uh, Buxton, Dave Hopkins. Good afternoon, Dave. Good afternoon. Must be all getting very excited oh, there. Yeah. I suppose you've been a busy man, I would imagine, building up to this. Do you know what? It's steadily got busier and busier and busier, and it's just chaos now. But uh, I'm sure, I'm sure tomorrow the uh, it, it'll it, everything and it'll it'll be it'll be all go all right on the night. Yeah, so. indeed, yeah. <laughs> this is what the FA Cup's all about, isn't it? And especially it brings people's attention, Buxton and the club. I, I didn't realise. Looking established in 1877, it make, must make you one of the oldest clubs around. Yeah, we've been going a while, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. We've, uh, but uh, but but uh, despite our long history, this this is a momentous occasion in our history, and uh, and the whole town's literally uh, got behind us. And uh, like any club at our level, we thrive on we thrive on volunteers and 
and and everyone you know i don't know i don't know how people find the time because they've all got day jobs as well but they do find the time and, and we're very grateful to them and it's uh, yeah it's building up to what's going to be a, a really special day not just for the club but for the whole town did you when you saw the, the the draw did you kind of feel you know there there were teams a bit further up the football in food chain you could have played or, or were you were you thinking look you know look more come uh, you know they are further up than us but that g- it gives us a chance well, to be fair, I mean the four leagues up from us, so mm. um, so 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 they're a long they're a long way up for us. I think we were really pleased that it was at home. Uh, we've worked hard with the local authorities to make sure we've got the ground capacity up for the day. Uh, so um, there'll be about over three and a half thousand people in attendance on the day, which is which is which is a I can assure you is a very big crowd for us. So we're really excited about that. Um, so um, we, you know, um, I think. Um, they're not having the best of seasons. We're having a great season, um, and so you, you know it allows you to dream a little bit as well. So we, you know, our, our guys, we're certainly not treating it like a cup final. We, you know, we, we um, th- this journey in the FA Cup is going to come to an end at some point, and it may well come to an end tomorrow. But uh, we're the lads are up for it. We're really optimistic, and um, and I think I think overall we thought it was a. It, it, listen, we go into it underdogs. We know that, but we we thought it was a good draw, and, and we're very happy to be hosting such a such a high ranked club, and we're very. Delighted to be hosting uh, your sister station, giving live commentary, and of course um, the guys and girls from uh, BBC One Match of the Day. Yeah, oh, yeah, brilliant! And the atmosphere is going to be fantastic because I was reading you, you've only got four hundred and ninety seated out of a near four thousand capacity, so everybody standing that's got to add to the atmosphere. Yeah, I think that's the beauty of our level of football. You know, non-league football, it's intimate. They're all intimate arenas and, you know, it's you get very close to the action. Obviously, we're going to be a little bit packed in tomorrow. We're opening the gates early, two hours before kick-off, uh, just to make sure we can get everyone in. But, yeah, it's, it's, we're a four-sided ground. It's a lovely arena and... It, and um, and I think um, it will be it will be a hell of a hell of a spectacle tomorrow for all those that are here. You've got quite a lot of cup experience in the side, haven't you? I was looking at some of the, the players' names there, and there's some familiar ones. I love Josh Granite. What a great name for a defender! It's great, isn't it? <laughs> so, but yeah, there's quite a few of your boys, ex Sheffield United players, have had cup experience. Yeah, yeah. Um, Diego Digital Marmos um, scoring all the goals at the moment, and uh, and Jamie Ward, obviously. Mm. Um, has um has has played on you know no disrespect to ourselves on much bigger stages than this as 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 had uh, Ben Turner so yeah we've got we've got a host of talent and we've got some uh, we've got some young up and coming talent as well and what a platform for them to show what they can do you got three G pitch is that right uh, Dave yeah, can, yeah. can that be a bit of a leveler you think. Um, maybe, yeah. I mean, certainly, um, certainly, Morecambe won't be used to play, playing on that surface. So, um, yeah, any there's little things that sort of swing the pendulum our way a little bit. But, uh, but overall, however much it swings it, um, we, we're still going into it as underdogs, and we know that. But we're going into it, like I say, uh, optimistic and 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 very confident. We'll give a very good account of ourselves. Yeah, because the club's best FA Cup performance. I'm full of facts. Today. You are, you Mr. Buxton. Yeah. Third round, 1951-52. So you've got a chance to equal that. And and yeah, I don't, I, don't, big... I, don't, I don't remember that. Sorry about that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, me neither, to yeah. be honest. <laughs> yeah. what, what does it mean to the club then financially? The fact TV's there and you've got a full house and the, oh, the cup run so far and the prize money. What, have you earmarked what you're going to do with it? 
Yeah, I, th- I think I think we've you know um, we, we've already invested a lot of money in the club. You know, with the four G picture that you've talked about, mm. um, the whole the whole surroundings have been massively improved. So the whole spectator experience is 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 much better than it was. Uh, to be honest, uh, we've got a full time academy now, so the the ground is alive um, seven days of the week, or, or you know, um, or every every week uh, and through the day, and then we've got a lot of community engagement at the night. So we've done a lot already. Um, We've we've got we have got ambitions for the first team this year. We haven't made any secrets of that, and we want to try and climb the pyramid up to the conference. So I think the uh, the FA Cup money and everything that goes with it is welcome because it just it just means maybe the journey we're hoping to well we have embarked on maybe maybe it just speeds that journey up a little bit because everything gets back invest uh, invested back into the club. So what would be the you get through this one if you do what what would be the uh, what would be the dream team to play for Buxton? You think in the third round? That, that's only about the hundredth time I've been asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, well, um, it's no secret that I'm a Man United fan, so, oh, so um, and the, the manager's a Man United fan as well, and Josh Granite's a Man United fan. So, and obviously, it's, it's not too far from here. So, I think um, I think that would be a good tie. But listen, we, we know we've got a big hurdle in front of us tomorrow, so we're not we're not taking anything for granted. But we have allowed ourselves to dream a little bit, and yeah. A, a Premier League club. It, it, uh, I'm chairman of the club, so I'm going to say away from home because obviously the financial rewards of going to Old Trafford or Anfield or something like that it would be immense. But but as a Buxton fan, do you know what? Bring them here as well because that be wouldn't that be lovely too for the little town of Buxton? Uh, you know, we, we it's a, it's a lovely place to be. We've got uh, in our own little way, it's a lovely arena to play football in, and we'd love to bring them here too. So so let's not look too far beyond Saturday. We're going to enjoy the game. Like I say, we're not treating it like a cup final. We're going into it optimistic. But if we were to be in that hat on Monday then how exciting would that be and of course we're going to want one of the big teams aren't we of course we are yeah Cristiano Ronaldo at Buxton would be fantastic <laughs> wouldn't it yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Be a bit yeah. Like, like, like the sound of that won't, won't like him on my wage bill no. <laughs> <laughs> well Dave have a great day hope it all goes well uh, we look forward to our uh, to our team uh, joining you there uh, to, to bring the radio commentary so best of luck Thank you. Thanks for your support, guys. Really appreciate it. Thank Dave you. Hopkins there, the uh, Buxton FC chairman. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. So, with uh, Cristiano Ronaldo giving away the rubble from his uh, knockdown extension in uh, Portugal, which is very, very kind of him to give, give away very his own rubble. Him, yeah. This is a corker. This is Rob, who's now in London. He said, I used to own Elvis Presley's TV that he, that, um, that he had shot. Back in 1972, I lived in Memphis and had a friend who knew one of the Memphis Mafia. And I was at the gates of Graceland chatting to the gate man. And on the back of the golf cart, there was a TV with its screen broken. Mm. My friend asked the gate man if uh, we could have the TV. He said, no problem. It's being dumped as it's broke. We took it home and found a bullet inside the TV. Only found out years later, Elvis used to shoot them. I don't know what was on at the time. <laughs> he feels. Like, yeah. <laughs> I kept it in Memphis before I moved to London in the 80s and uh, gave it away. Man, that must have been, imagine that in the Antiques Roadshow. Yeah. A, a bullet... Um, well, it would been a, a bullet. Harsh. What's that? <laughs> oh, sorry, I thought you meant shooting one of the Oh, no, I don't presenters. mean... I don't mean firing a gun at, uh, on the telly when the Antiques Roadshow's on. I'm talking about... Imagine uh, taking it there, the story. No, it would have been it worth a fortune. Yeah, what well, a good story, Rob. Thank you very much for Has that. Has he still got it? We don't know. No, he said he gave it oh, away. Gave it away. I just, okay. I just that was the key point at the oh, end of the right, story. Okay, Keep yeah. up, Andy. I'll try to. Um, calendars. We spoke uh, earlier on to Kevin Beresford, who's done uh, the calves mm. of um, Jack Greenish and indeed 
12 shots of John McGinn's backside is his uh, latest calendar. Um, and a good point by James. He said, surely you could do a whole season's worth of Watford managers. I'm sure they've had 12 in a season at some point. <laughs> that could be a winner, he says. No, very no good reaction point. from so, Jamie there. No, but we, are looking, we are looking for... Uh, I have Paul Dickoff's fireplace and gas fire. Still in situ and working 15 years on. I wonder if Paul Dickoff now regrets... Chucking it in that skip 15 years it's on, true. it's still working. Thank you, Dave. It's good. Um, talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH&J. You can, uh, you can keep those coming. Anything else you want to say, Andy? Uh, it's interesting. It's <laughs> this baker who uh, yeah. is basically a, a baker's best-selling donuts are back in the mix after he overcame a ban on illegal sprinkles. And he's found a new one, but he could have come up with a better way of saying it. He said, we've now found a new variant Oh, yes, not. Yes, not. Yeah, don't variant. be calling it that. Really, Honestly, don't be calling it not, that. Not a good idea. My mate uh, Tommy bought uh, UC Yaskalinen's hardwood floor, which I think was a Bolton <laughs> fanzine at one point, wasn't it? <laughs> was it? UC Yaskalinen's uh, hardwood floor. Yeah, he bought it, but he never had it fitted. Um, so it was brand new flooring. So oh, nice. technically, he owned it but he never used it. Um, Alex, the City fan in Earlham, thank you very much for that. So, cast-offs of the stars then as Cristiano Ronaldo dumps a load of rubble and gives it to the local um, people. Mm. Very nice. Her mum was very upset when she she saw a Santa Claus. Your mum? No, not my mum. Oh, a mum. Oh, OK. I'm uh, sorry, I was going to say. She went to take her kid to meet Santa and uh, she found him smoking in the car park. Really? It's not ideal, is it, really? Yeah, Still, he's got a lot well, it's of not, time, The thing it? is, it's not the real one. So uh, that, that was just a centre. Oh, not, I see. Not okay. the centre, oh, right, because okay. the centre would not smoke, I think you'll find. <laughs> okay, good. A centre would, the centre wouldn't. Let's make that Not even clear. a pipe? No, no, I don't. I, I, I think not. I think <laughs> okay. you wouldn't catch him. You wouldn't catch him doing Good it anyway. Not that. Not that kind of lad. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Over in the states, and you see Phil Neville having a sort of quiet uh, diet coke in the corner of the bar, and you think, "I'd like to befriend him." Don't bother. Okay. Because um, he doesn't want any more friends. Uh, he's talked openly about it. Um, he said, "I don't have many friends, and I don't want uh, many either." Uh, I've never been one who had a lot of friends. I've probably got two or three friends that are real. Uh, outside of that, I just cast aside people. Nice, nice, <laughs> nice. to know. If you're an occasional acquaintance of Phil's. Um, you the word friends there. Yeah, it, four times it does get the sentence. word friends in repetitively. He talks about the, the class of 92. They're more like brothers, he says, not oh, friends. Well, friends okay. So he extends that. He said, then adds, my granddad hated people. Nice. <laughs> he only wanted his family around him. When we'd go on holiday, uh, no, we actually, no, I think Phil says when we'd go on holiday with our kids, we'd go off somewhere exotic like Barbados, and the kids used to wander off, maybe to the kids' club, and I'd drag them back saying, here, don't go mixing with the other kids. We've got our own little unit here. Really? I don't want anyone. Uh, he didn't yeah. want them to have any friends either. <laughs> really, <laughs> quite yeah. strong. I doubt if he's a massive fan of the TV show Friends, <laughs> no, I wouldn't I think. Doubt. He doesn't even watch that. So there we are. So if you see Phil in a bar in Miami, don't bother, yeah. he doesn't want any more friends. Or James Taylor. Yeah, uh, that's yeah, that, that's very true. <laughs> John Michael Serry, do you remember him when he joined? It's an interesting piece on him this morning. Yeah. I remember when he came to Fulham, uh, they spent 25 million and there was great high hopes for him and he was sure. a real bust. But it seems like there was a reason because apparently he had ingrowing toenails. Wow. And uh, he suffered from them freezing weather. My toenails on my left foot were very painful when the weather was cold. I had to cut them every time as they grew into the flesh. Far too much information. Yeah, wow. But he says this. He said, this time it's different. I put cream on my feet and the problem has gone. I was thinking, what cream is that? Yeah. <laughs> Magic cream. 
So, look, we're going to take you back now to uh, the 1971 uh, Women's uh, FA Cup final. It was the first one, of course, after the FA changed the rules and allowed women to play football again. Um, And uh, Southampton played uh, at the um, Crystal Palace National Sports Centre against Stuart and Thistle and Mm. ran out winners. uh, They were Scottish. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Um, Joining us now, the skipper of that Southampton side back in uh, 1971, it's uh, Leslie Lloyd. Good afternoon, Leslie. Hi. Wow. I mean, it's it's, it's 71. It's hard to believe, wasn't it, all those years that women weren't allowed to play the game and uh, you were the first winners of the trophy when they were. Yes, I mean, uh, when you think, you know, they were playing and they were banned in the 1920s and then they were banned uh, after the war because I think all the men went off to fight and the ladies played football and I think it was getting too popular and the FA banned it again. (laughs) It's amazing. It's the 50th final, as you say, 100 years since that ban. Uh, But reading about the day, it sounded like, well, two things really. The pitch itself didn't sound ideal. No, I mean, that's the first thing we commented on. The grass was far too long. Yeah. You know, we had the manager walking around saying, oh, dear, they've forgotten to cut it, you know. Um, it was it was uh, a bit of a nightmare. It's not very, I mean, I've seen a little bit of footage and that is incredibly, it's like you're running through sort of pampas. I mean, there is the grass is so long, isn't it? It's so unfair that there's nobody from the ground staff thought it would be, quite as poor, it was going to be a it, cup really? final on yeah. it, that they would cut it the day before. Well, it, it just seems strange because we were obviously playing there. It was it was where the men in the uh, the 1900s early they played their um, cup finals. So we expected we were really looking forward to it because you know it was FA and uh, we, we the ban had gone and we thought we're going to have a you know a really decent ground to play on and um, well it was a bit of disappointment actually yeah. the grass mm. certainly. <laughs> You all sat on yeah. a bank, didn't you, out just outside the, your pre-match meal was cheese and pickle sandwiches that you'd brought I, along. I read coffee and cake. Coffee and cake? Well, I suppose Coffee and cake. Yeah. We had coffee and cake because we arrived so early, we all made our way there. And, mm. you know, we went up to the high street, Crystal Palace, and I had coffee and cake, yes. <laughs> and then, you know, we walked back. They'd never do it nowadays. Obviously, they've got dietitians, but we walked back and... Um, there was a semi-final going on for third place, which is up. That's what they did in those days, and we sat on the bank outside having our sandwiches, all of us. <laughs> and uh, you I can't know, imagine Cristiano having a Black Forest Gatto before the match. <laughs> before no, kick, oh, that might not slow really. down a bit. Oh, indeed, any of the uh, girls from Arsenal and Chelsea think... are playing on Sunday. Yeah. You don't want them no, I don't think. They will be. No. You're going no. to the game, aren't you, with your 19-year-old grandson? I read. Yes. It's really going to be a lovely day. I mean, you know, going to be quite honoured, really, um, to, to go and, and go out on the pitch and everything else. So I'm really looking forward well, to it. Yeah. Um, it's a dream. It's, I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, back there, it was our Wembley. Mm. It was our Wembley. And um, obviously, uh, well, you, you, you couldn't have dreamed of it, dreamt of it, really, that... The conditions they're going to play in, you know, at Wembley, obviously, it's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, well, it should be a showpiece game. How was playing <clears throat> football then as a woman viewed in the in the early 70s, Leslie? Um, well, not, you know, uh, a lot of people were just 
poo-pooed it really and said oh well women shouldn't be playing football they should be at home and you know when we we used to have a crowd that came we used to play in a sort of little, little league on the common in Southampton where you had a lot of men came up I think just to look at the ladies at the first you know few <laughs> games but then they really got into it because we were playing a league so they they chose a team to support and um, in the end, I think they quite they, they did respect us. They did respect the football too. Yeah. So the, you know, it was good. Yeah, the um, the pictures that we've kind of see of the Victoria team weren't taken on the day because there were no showers and you're all kind of covered in mud. And <laughs> I've read something that your kind of hair was all over the place. The team and and so they decided not to take the sort of victory shots with the trophy until until a week afterwards. That's right. We took them. Um, nobody took any photographs. We we ended up taking them the following week. The interest was there then. People wanted photographs because there wasn't a team photograph. Um, we we took them at our local ground where we played on, you know, a couple of miles out of Southampton. We all just turned up in our shirts <laughs> and had the photograph taken. Wow. And you dominated for the, the tournament for quite a while, Southampton, didn't we you? Did, the, in the we, early days. We, yeah, we won it eight times. We had, you know, uh, from there, obviously, we the, the, a lot of the girls went on to play for England. Um, we were quite, we were the dominant team of mm. that era, really. So, did you get any support yeah. from the men's team at that time, or not? Were you affiliated to them? Um, not really. No, I, I can't say we did. I mean, obviously, I think in the eighties, I think uh, then. Southampton Football Club liaised with Sue Lopez and the powers that be to play an international at the Dell, mm. as it was then. Um, but no, I mean, I think the, the manager, Laurie McNenemy, was the, the, the biggest supporter of, of oh, ladies' football. Oh, that's great. That's yeah. good. Now, you were the first yeah. woman to lift the FA Cup, but the cup you lifted it went missing, didn't it? And I believe it still it's is. Missing. Yeah. yeah, it's still missing. I mean, I've still got my little rep. You know, the, the the thing they gave us, they gave us all one. Um, I've still got that. But, you know, the FA and the National Football Museum in Manchester have been looking for it for four or five years. I can't, no idea where it is. It's amazing. Wow. And, of course, Sunday's game, I mean, the women's game's made massive strides. Yeah. And these are two of the best of teams around, aren't they? Arsenal Chelsea. It should yeah. be a fantastic game. The, the league game was really close and uh, plenty of goals. And I, I'd imagine this will be the same. Yeah, I mean, it, it's going to be a showpiece game, I think. Um, I wouldn't like to predict who's going to win. I would have thought Chelsea might be favourites, but um, it's all on the day, all on the day. And I'm sure they're going to have a, a big crowd, which they deserve because two London teams, um, and it's obviously in London. Um, so, you know, I wish them all the best. And uh, they have... Um, I mean, the, the skill they have nowadays, obviously, you know, is far superior to what we had. But then we didn't have the dietitians, the physios, the coaches. No. And sometimes I think, you know, I, I, I still keep in touch with a couple of people that played for Southampton. And we say we'd like to have lived in this era. We'd like to have oh, competed or had all the you know, the chances or the facilities that the modern-day player has, just to see how we would compare. Yeah. And get paid. And get, yeah, and get, yeah. Oh, well, that would be nice, be yes, because we paid every penny. Yeah. You know, we, we, we didn't get any money at all, no sponsorship, not... Uh, yeah. Not so Well, no. have a lovely day, yeah, uh, Leslie. Uh, thank, thank you very thanks much. Thanks for speaking to us.
No, thank you. And uh, I'm, I know I'm going to have a lovely day yeah, and I hope everybody, you know, hope it's well supported. I'm sure it, it will, will be. be yeah. Yeah. So there we are. There's uh, Leslie Lloyd, the former, uh, well, the Southampton women's captain from that 71, that first women's FA Cup final. And, uh, yeah, it's all happening on Sunday at Wembley between Arsenal and Chelsea. I'm sure there will be a huge turnout for that one. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Yes, he's back from the States. Marvellous. With a week of sport on TV, uh, it's Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon to you. I've mostly been watching, obviously, the stuff on uh, NBC. Well, that's right. I mean, as I said, a week of sport on TV, you've not been back a week. And I, I, we've got such a level of uh, organisation around this feature that I found out what you're going to talk about <laughs> from your tweet, Martin, about five minutes before you come on. And you said, I'm back on with H&J at three. I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I've, I've just flown in from the USA and, boy, are my arms tired. Love that joke. Yes. Love that joke. A lot of times, but I do like it. Yes, um, yes well, obviously, I've been away. I only got back yesterday and, I, you know, spent most of the day queuing for a PCR test. Right. Which you'll be thrilled to hear has uh, turned up negative. That's so good. Yeah. Entirely mm. clean and everything. So I've been watching uh, Rebecca Lowe, who always presents the, um, the British soccer on uh, NBC, yeah. uh, Tim Howard and Robbie Earle were with her there in the studio. I do like Robbie Earle as uh, a pundit. I have to say, he always seems sort of mildly irritated. Really? I don't know. I'm sure he's not, but he does come on a little bit dyspeptic. Really? But I rather, I rather like that in a pundit. You know, they're not just repeating what the presenter says. They're yeah. sort of looking askance at the presenter and saying, well, no, you've got all that wrong. I've played football at the highest level, and therefore I can tell you a bit more about it, um, which I rather like. So um, they do well at NBC. And then you've got the other matches on uh, Peacock, which is their uh, streaming service over there. So I was able to watch uh, West Ham getting beaten at Wolves, oh. um, which I wouldn't have been able to. You know, it's a three o'clock Saturday mm. kickoff. I wouldn't yeah. have been able to do that here. So uh, if you are, uh, you know, thinking of moving to America and you <laughs> want to watch Premier League football, <laughs> there's quite a lot of it on. Yeah. Um, but what I would say that I noticed, I don't know whether this is just, just around Washington or, or everywhere so I was visiting my daughter yeah. uh, who's working there for Sky TV in Washington um, is that the burgers or they seem obsessed with serving them in a brioche bun <laughs> and the brioche <laughs> the brioche, but just and this is just a slight, you know, sidetrack because yeah, I haven't enough, watched a lot really. of sport on TV. Yeah, so the bri- <laughs> the brioche bun brioche is bun, a sort yeah. of yeah, it's a very small bun. Mm. And being the states, they like to put a lot of burger or chicken tenders or whatever they're going to yeah. put inside the bun. They put a load of it in there, and then you put your garnishes on, which mm. you know you really need, and they sort of squeeze out of the side of the bun. Yeah. So you know, unless you've got a handful of about twelve or thirteen napkins. Uh, you're going to, you, you know, your fingers going to end up with pickle. And, uh, if you've got a beard, well, it's a disaster. Uh, while we're on yeah, the subject of the brioche bun, which is not the, I mean, I, I find they do not have the consistency to soak up the juices. Correct. And Correct. then what? Yeah, and you just end up with a, a mess. It's just a mess. Yeah. It's well, like a like. If I can you, add to the it's like you're debate. trying to eat a burger between two bits of sponge. Yeah. M&S do a good brioche I, I, burger bun that I tend to buy. Is that what? So they, the holds they, up well. Well, they stand up to a greasy burger and all the garnishes. I'd say they would. Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, that's good. I'll, I'll bear that in mind. Uh, and obviously, I because I was at, I went to a, a basketball match while I was there. Yeah. Uh, Washington Wizards versus Charlotte Hornets. Yeah. Lo- lovely girls, Charlotte Hornets. Yeah, lovely girls. Went to, yeah, fantastic. <laughs> so, where, uh, and obviously, you have to uh, sample the uh, sample the food uh, at the basketball.
very yeah. much, which is uh, absurdly overpriced. What I did like about yeah. um, it's strange they've got an obesity crisis, isn't it? In America, it is. It's weird. The other How's thing that is, it's a very good point, you know, Martin, because maybe because a lot of the stadiums, not all of them, but a lot of the stadiums, in American sport, you know, can be out of town and stuff, and you have a bit of a captive audience, and and the games take a long time, so people aren't going to pop out for something to eat mm. and drink. And the food's nice, but it's expensive. Yeah, but the, so is everything: the drink, the food. You know, yeah. and, and I, I fully expected when mm. Tottenham opened their new stadium that would be the route that our good chairman would go down. But they haven't. I think there's quite a, they're quite sensible. A lot of other clubs. I don't think. I think football clubs in this country have been pretty sensible about the pricing of their of their alcohol and their food because they know people have options. But in America, oh no, they'll charge you mm. ten quid for a large can of Budweiser, mm. which is, is not that uh, yeah. great a prospect. It is ridiculous. They, I mean, in fairness to the Washington Wizards, uh, Capital One Arena where they play is actually in the uh, in the centre of Washington, is the downtown right. uh, area of Washington. So, you know, that's, that's not too bad from that point of view. What I did enjoy, and, and we all know that American sport is full of stoppages mm. or the time and they will take all the you know they'll take that advantage to advertise at you you know constantly through it I do like the idea of calling uh, calling a timeout you know when one team seems you know which is if you look to American sport and things that you could adopt over here clearly not the brioche bun but possibly the idea of um, you having the option of calling a timeout I don't know what you think about that it's, well, he's, look, he's been to America for two weeks really? and he's coming back with yeah, cockamamie ideas into idea. your <laughs> timeouts, so. Martin. Do you want to, mm. Would you like the game? Would you like? Well, it's like the twenty-five minute halftime. Anything that makes the players fresher, then you're not going to get this thing. What's so great about the Premier League is the goals that come at the end because the players are mm. the game gets stretched. The players yeah, we get want tired. to see the players flogged. We want mm. them. Yeah, well, we, want, we want them mentally and physically shot <laughs> no, so we get goals at the end. But you want four quarters, four, four quarters, Martin. Uh, you you yeah, got four quarters one. and uh, you call for timeout. Yeah, uh, I think, and you know, West Ham these days are conceding uh, quite a few late on. So you know, like the other night. So uh, you know, yeah, help, I, I yeah. would applaud might help. Yeah. You never know. And bizarrely, um, have you know? Often you find that I've not entirely researched this feature, but uh, only got back uh, yesterday evening mm. and uh, watched a, a documentary oh. on uh, ITV4. Tremendous. Uh, against the odds, Gerwin Price uh, chancing his arm, mm. uh, and this was about the fact that he uh, uh, he transferred from uh, semi-professional rugby. So he was playing rugby union, uh, you know, a decent level, played yeah. for the. Uh, Welsh uh, 21 size playing for a, um, a town team called Markham in Wales and is now um, a darts champion. Yes. So, um, yeah, so it was a fairly interesting. I tell you what I thought was quite interesting. One of his uh, his colleagues at uh, Markham was talking about how enthusiastic he was about training uh, for the game and he said he would run into brick walls. My view is, you know, running through brick walls, yeah. fine, <laughs> but running into brick walls, That's not, not great. Entire, it's not what you're looking for is no. it it's not going to sort of g you up and keep you fit for the match uh, on the uh, on the saturday yeah. um but it was a mildly uh, interesting documentary you know it was the, the fact that uh, there seems to be very little relation between rugby union and darts you know it's yeah. not a natural transition uh but Gerwin price did it and it was all it was a very interesting stories all these stories he was telling you about when he was sort of 19 and 21 all seemed to end in a fight I don't know what it's like drinking in that, but it all started off in a pub and ended in a fight.
fight, he pointed to various uh, scars that he had, which he'd not got from the game at all, right. but um, mainly from um, you know leisure activities. I mean, so, scar, uh, scars from the world of darts are generally puncture wounds, aren't they? I would mm, imagine small yes. puncture wounds. <laughs> you wouldn't would so. would get much else, would you? <laughs> really, really wouldn't, wouldn't think. You so. You would have thought so. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, so I um, so I, I, I watched that. I saw the uh, the press conference this morning of uh, Ralph Rangnick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I saw saw all that. Um, all interesting, you know. Go away, come back. Brand new Manchester United uh, uh, management structure, yeah. which um, you know, which is all. You know, you always come back. Expect you, you know the first thing you do, you got a load of posts that sort of block in the door, yeah. and you find out if there's any new pizza places opening. Yeah, uh, and uh, lots of that stuff. Um, and but you like to think that something's happened in the. You know, you always think you're away there. I mean, it's a ridiculous thing, isn't it? You go away for two weeks and you think the world's. Um, and that's old school because in the old days yeah. when you didn't have social media, you would you come back. Now, now Martin, you've kept up with yeah. them. You've been watching all the players games. left, or somebody's happened, or somebody's school. You, you wouldn't know about and, it. And you're on American you know time, so apart. But I know you often it's nod off. You often yeah. nod off during your overnight show, Martin. Oh, uh, but, totally. but tonight you'll, you'll, as well, yeah. you'll be bang on it, won't you? Whatever that means. <laughs> I'm, I guess I'm hoping to be yeah. very much bang on it. May may just you know just start off with uh, I've just flown in from America and boy are my arms tired. Yeah, so expect that one again tonight. Just, just after yeah, one. Yeah. Have you had a little wager on West Ham against Chelsea tomorrow? Well, do you know, um, the bizarre thing is I do have a ticket for the match, but I've had to uh, I had to get back to where I chose. It's a long story, but I had to stay uh, back home in Yorkshire where I live, uh, and therefore my ticket is now uh, oh. invalid. I've handed it, well, it's an email, so uh, I've handed it on to another uh, well, deserving Hammers fan. Well, I was, because when I went away, when I went away, the West Ham fans. I, I love sitting with the West Ham He did it once before and pretended to be Danish. I did. Yeah, he went to a Chelsea really? West Ham game at, right uh, at Upton Park and pretended to be in the, in the North be, Bank. Preservation. He pretended to be Danish, so he didn't get a shoeing. So, uh, and they fell yeah, for it. They, they fell did, for it. Yeah. It was like the Great Escape, but maybe not with the same outcome. Or the no. jeopardy. Or the jeopardy, obviously. Um, Martin, we're here from you at one a.m., won't we? Indeed, one a.m. back. Yeah. Brilliant. He's back, Martin Kellner, fresh as a daisy. Uh, on uh, still an American time. We'll catch you. Thanks, mm-hmm. Martin. Thanks, Martin. Cheers, boys. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We'll do it all again on Monday. Uh, we'll be uh, Kevin Day will be with us, Palace supporting comedian, to look at some oh, of the I big stories of the weekend. It's always bad when Kevin comes. It's always bad when Kevin comes in. Anyway, have a great weekend, and we'll catch up with you then. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four p.m. on Talksport. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. 
Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.